Um, I found, I mean, just besides exercising, I have learned that I can push myself to be a better human in general, just to be a better leader for my female athletes and being more positive. Um, there was one day when we talked about uh, how all high school kids are savages yep. when we were at Crossroads and um, realized that I see these savages every day and I do still need to treat them with love and respect. And that has kind of changed my outlook on treating everybody better. And um, it just kind of pushed me to be more positive here at work and at home. I am an everyday Good morning, everyone. This is Jarrett Bassman with Mark McCain, and you're listening to Everyday Athlete, a podcast devoted to bringing you the amazing stories behind the lives of day-to-day CrossFit athletes like yourself. Today, a very special guest, my little sister. Hello. Who is wearing the same sweatshirt as me. So, unfortunately, Mark didn't get the memo. Damn it. Yeah. Step up your game. Um, so, welcome, Becca. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for doing it. Um, so it's obviously a family affair and uh, I, everyone here knows, uh, you know, obviously you're my sister and, uh, you are married to coach Chris. So still a surprise to some people still. Okay. I well, like throwing that out there sometimes. So there actually might be some people here that don't know that we're, that we are brother and sister. I would probably, I'd probably venture. Yes. There's at least one or two people that don't know. Do you think the RBF runs strong enough that they would recognize us? I don't know. <laughs> Explain to Mark what RBF is. Resting bitch face. Oh, there it is. <laughs> at school, at where I work, it's just resting Becca face. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to keep a PC. Trying to patent that. Yeah. Where Where do you work? Let's start there. I work um, with Beacon Orthopedics, and I am contracted out to Mount Notre Dame High School in Reading, Ohio, and I am their full-time head athletic trainer. So I am there all day for all the sports. How long have you been doing that? This is my fifth school year with MND, and no, fourth school year with MND, five years total with Beacon. How uh, how'd that come about? I mean, because uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people probably know you as the very strong girl over in Barbell Club, and then you you're in CrossFit from time to time. But um, you know, I was there for one of how many ACL tears? Four. Four ACL tears. Four. Um, and I was there for one of the, it was actually during an, an intro. It was actually really not even due to CrossFit, but it was during CrossFit, right? Yeah. So uh, I remember we we're actually doing Helen, mm-hmm. which uh, we are doing tomorrow, correct? So this won't air till next week, so uh, it'll be a, a week behind. But we we're doing Helen tomorrow, so this is like a fateful workout for yeah. for Becca. Putting Becca's, you know, where she's running, she's doing everything fine, and. Uh, put her foot in the band and she extends her legs out and she goes, I just tore my ACL. Oh jeez! And I said, what? No, you didn't. <laughs> uh, she How? said, she said, I just tore my ACL and then completed the workout, I believe. Yeah. So, I was finished first. I mean, you were already there. So yeah, my life is already torn. Right? Yeah. It's already torn. I can't do anything else. Was it on the same, so four ACL tears, are they the same leg or different? Uh, no, they, the first one was on my right leg. And then it was three consecutive ones on my left leg. Ooh. How'd they uh, walk through? Kind of, we're gonna jump around a little bit. But we'll come back around. Um, how how how'd they happen? The first one, which was my right knee, happened um, high school basketball. I was at the top of the key, did a jump stop, and went to pass the ball to the bottom of the key. And when I rotated, I heard something pop. Tried to step off the court and just collapsed. Mm. Crawled over. Dad thought I was faking, so that was fun. Thanks, Dad. Um, <laughs> Craig Bastin. Craig Bastin. He, now um, he knows differently. Right? Yeah, now he knows. In, in retrospect, Parker just had, had one. And, he's had uh, two. He's had two. Two, yeah. Or one. Yeah. Two Achilles. No, yeah. no, no, I'm saying Parker just oh, yeah. had one. So he just, Parker's their little brother. Parker's little brother. He just had one, and, and Parker's in denial. My dad's like, he tore that. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways. So that was ahead. the first one. 
Second one was club soccer. I was a goalkeeper, jumped up, caught a ball, and while I was in the air, the girl tried to head the ball out of my hands, and our legs kind of intertwined around each other's, and she tore my ACL. So one con- one non- no contact, one contact. Mm-hmm. Then the third one was my very first game back after being clear to play. Same thing, I was wearing my knee brace, jumped up for a ball, landed right back on my left leg, and I heard something kind of just snap a little bit, and I fell over, and that one was another one. And then those were all in high school, so I was within a three-year span. Then went through college just fine, graduated, moved back home, played in an old ladies soccer league, was just fine. Started at Beacon, joined um, their indoor soccer team, and I went to cut around a defender with a ball, and I felt something click, and I thought that I just sprained it, so I did all my rehab, and then hopped into CrossFit, and the band snapped on me, and I fully tore it. Mm. So that was the fourth one. So um, the reason I I wanted to touch on this is, um, A, I think that's a big reason why you went to Beacon down the path that you have oh, yeah. gone now. Absolutely. Um, you know, we we have a lot of young people come through. and, I, and We have sports teams come through, but even the young people that come through the doors just for, for CrossFit and how imperative it is for those people to learn how to do things correctly, mm-hmm. um, especially with with young females when they're growing in high school and you're basically in puberty, your body is growing and we don't have the stability that's there. Um, with just the strength of, of usually young men, you don't see it as much in young men, but you know, young girls, especially as no contact things, you Mm -hmm. know, um, where there's nothing worse when you're just running down the field and something pops, you know, um, what, uh, so what are the big things you tell your girls as far as, you know, how to stay healthy and um, learning from your, by no means mistakes, but um, kind of the lessons you've learned. Yeah, misfortunes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Bad luck. Yeah. Um, the big things are when they do get injured, we try to make sure that they go through and learn correct form and they learn to engage the correct muscles. I mean, even when I see them running in practice, we, I even fix their running form just make sure that they are using the right muscles. Uh, big thing is nutrition because none of them eat enough. And that's the big problem is when your nutrition lacks and you're not eating enough calorie dense foods and protein dense foods. I mean, it, it, it is a factor. I mean, there's so many factors into being injured, but the big thing for them is definitely nutrition. So yeah, yeah that's, that's my big preacher. That's well, and that's, that's, that's one that, you know, again, starting, starting at that much younger age because we deal with it every day here you mm-hmm. know trying to get people to see that that correlation between the food they put in and their performance here you know you may not be talking about necessarily a, a traumatic injury as much but just feeling better yeah you know um you know everybody anybody you've ever seen it's i'm lightheaded you know it's like what'd you have today what did you have for breakfast a one gran- cup of coffee i had a granola bar and then six cups of coffee and then i came here i had I'm an like, apple yeah what did you have at lunch slice of pizza yeah exactly what did you have before practice a couple carrots it's like okay yeah yeah <laughs> no there's there's more. something there's something uh very true to that and again there's there's a lot deeper especially talking about young girls and the way they view themselves um there's you're going a lot deeper than that you know you talk uh, yeah. about when you're talking about trying to get them to eat more mm-hmm. and things like that because um, i know andy goes through it all the time just talking to people like you have to actually eat more to lose weight you're in a starvation mode right now. Yeah. You know, I think that's one of the best things. Whenever people start actually tracking their food, they're like, oh, I know I eat like 10,000 calories a day. And then you actually track your food and you're like, 500, you know, yeah. or whatever it is. And then oh, just put I, it in perspective. That's one of the big things we try to do here is get people on my fitness pal. And it is tough and it can be the monotonous at times. But if you are, especially, you know your body is you know being used in a sport or, or you're trying to improve your performance like if you don't know what you're putting in your body and like you know what what is actually going in protein wise um it's it's gonna have it's gonna be a hard 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 road to get results yeah yeah we play the fine line game with i work it's an mnd is an all girls high school so you play the game of where we track the girls food and you tell them to track it but then you have to draw that line where they're not going to obsess over it sure. and they won't eat 
so that way they don't go over that caloric intake or they don't eat because they know that if they don't eat that many calories they'll lose weight Uh, so you have to deal with those kinds of mental issues that are going on in their head because they're in high school they just want to be skinny yeah and it's Mm -hmm. my constant no you want to be strong you want to be fit you want to be able to do this for high school and if your dreams are to play in college you have to do this yeah yeah it's for whatever reason, and, and again, I, if you would have told me at 16 that you know I, I was you, I had to work on my nutrition, I would completely ignore you, honestly. I mean, I, re- I remember, you know, eating two bowls of cereal for breakfast, you know, whatever, whatever delicious thing mom would go buy for uh, school, bring, after school, bring, after practice, two bowls of cereal, pop tarts <laughs> with me. You know, it's like there was there was zero nutrition, and again, you hindsight is always 2020 you look back and you talk to any athlete any athlete but especially those guys who who played on any sort of professional level and they're like if i would have found this mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. i was this age it would have been a completely different game there's also the luxury of having full-time athletic trainers at yeah. high schools now that have this knowledge and can share it and you do a, know how to f- how to fix these types of issues i think you have a much school. different perspective too because i would i would venture to say that most of the people who work for Beacon are not out there preaching squat heavy, you no. know, uh, I, or or squat to depth. I get <laughs> I get uh, teased for doing CrossFit and chastised for doing CrossFit and weightlifting when I'm in a room full of injured runners. Yeah. So yeah. Well, exactly. It's kind of fun just to play that game. Exactly. Too. And and I will say, you know, knock on wood, um, you know, just with you, like you have your days where. Um, at least in barbell club, um, you know, you'll have your days where especially weather, like that was one thing I talked to, um, one of our fundamental people right now, she's had a couple of knee surgeries and things like that from again, high school sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, she's like, she's like, yeah, the weather, she's like certain days, like you mm-hmm. just feel, you know, when it's going to rain, when it's going to snow, <laughs> yeah. it's so it's, weird. It's weird. It's a bonus. Yeah. yeah. So like, you oh, it's going to rain today. Switch gears into the weatherman. You get <laughs> yeah. like a guy with like all of its joints just, yeah. re, you know, restructured and you're like, <laughs> it's going to snow tomorrow. Uh, like, sir, it says clear skies. It's no, no, snow. no. Trust me. Trust me. It's 74. <laughs> Trust the joints. It's also Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but yeah, there, there's some, definitely something to be said about that. And I think, unfortunately, it's just that old school knowledge and you see more and more people, I don't say giving in, but finally realizing that you have to take in knowledge from every area. Mm-hmm. If, if you're not going to use it, that's fine, but you have to be willing to take in knowledge and right. to be willing to be open. Cause again, you just keep doing these same archaic things over and over and over again. You know, like we, we all read to that CSCS book together and you're like, some of it was like, wow, that's really good. But other stuff you're like, why the hell would you do yeah. that? Mm-hmm. You know, um, especially with the amount of knowledge out there, uh, we're all currently reading the uh, the rise of Superman, you know, and, and they're talking about the the rise in these extreme sports and how they're exponentially going growing uh, as far as skill level much faster than any traditional sport. And I think it's because they have a much more open concept to how they're growing. Yeah, you know, you're not mm-hmm. doing the same things over. I think you 100% see it out out on the floor in CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, we talked to uh, talked to Ben Carter, the guy who was in CrossFit Games 2009. Uh, Mark just watched the um, the California road trip when Jason Kalipa could barely snatch 155 pounds. Kalipa. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely pushing the boundaries, and um, CrossFit's doing that. That's that's one of the things I really like about it. It does push the boundaries, and I think you're seeing it in weightlifting too. You know, I believe they just raised the the totals to qualify for nationals they are raising every single year the Mm -hmm. the two years ago i could have made it and then they they literally added 60 kilos to my weight class yeah which is which is that's a lot that is awesome because i should not be on a national stage right you know i I agree with that yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're mediocre at best jared Uh, at best (laughs) on my good days this is like three three year i'm sure a lot of people probably are wondering that maybe don't like know becca don't you know maybe aren't a part of the gym every day like well how did you go from four acl uh you know tears and surgeries to strongest girl in the gym so maybe speak a little bit of life into your journey kind of back i don't know if you guys want to go in that direction yeah 100 percent. we'll go there um i tore well no before that i 
did intros. I did a Saturday class. Because, sorry to jump in, I think a lot of people would have been like, all right, I'm done with that. I just tore my ACL getting my, you know, knee into a band. Doing Helen. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Uh, but you weren't, so. Yeah. So, um, I started CrossFit by doing a Saturday class at the second gym. Probably second. It was the second gym. The one further down Russell Street. Uh-huh. And um, I kind of just did it just to start hanging out with my brother after I graduated from school and moving back. I didn't have anything else So Parker's supposed to come out here Saturday. Yep, Parker. Yeah. You better come. Yeah. Um, so I did that, and I decided to do the intros. And I started it because I missed being competitive, and I missed that um, high-level sport activity that I used to do because in college I would run and do Pilates and drink and then run and Pilates <laughs> and drink. <laughs> and you're not talking about protein shakes? Um, uh, some There's some protein in there, I'm sure. It's I'm like sure. 0.1 grams per 18-ounce <laughs> can, right? It was a carb loader back yeah. then. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was cultivating mass. <laughs> yeah. Was it was doing, bulking was, season for four years. Yeah. I was doing research. <laughs> so I did that, and um, after the fourth ACL, I knew that I wanted to stick with it. And I kind of told myself, I really was just setting myself up to just, you know, stay in shape. And I told myself, I was like, I don't want to do this to compete. I don't want to do this to be top of the top of the leaderboard or the whiteboard, or I don't want to do it. I just want to be healthy. And then I started to hit numbers and I just wanted to be strong again. And I wanted to get back to it because it was fun. And it was fun to feel like I was lifting heavy because it kind of made me feel empowered again. It was like being a goalkeeper all over again where I could do strong things and I could be a leader and I could just have fun with it this time around. Yep. And um, so I would hang out with my then boyfriend, now husband, and I would sleep in his car while he coached 6.30 a.m. class. And then afterwards I would go in and he would do my knee rehab with me and then squat a little bit and eventually learn how to Olympic lift and run again and sort of just... So then I came here to yep. the to the car wash. Like the, yeah, the old car wash. Because you yeah. were he was at Blue Ash at the he time. He was at correct? Blue Ash at the time. Yeah, shout out to Blake. Yeah, hey Blake. Um, yeah, because and, and it was kind of roundabout. Yeah, yeah, no, it's and then you're you're much more into Olympic weightlifting now. We just did the kegs and kilos meet, and um, you know it, I think we're kind of both in the same boat. Yeah, there you go. Mark's got the shirt on. Um, <laughs> got a couple of four sale left out in the lobby. I'll set up a PayPal. I can ship it to you. Figure they're out how to do fancy. that. They're pretty fancy. Yeah, they're, they're very reasonably sized. I think it's just double XL here. Yeah. No, we got a small down there. <laughs> oh, okay. Small uh, or double XL? Small or double XL. It's, it's either all, a muscle all shirt or a sleep shirt. That's right. Um, but I I fell in love with, with weightlifting. Um, and this just goes back to a lot of just get into the outlaw stuff, you know, following like Rudy and, and really just that mantra of like, everything is everything. And, you know, for me, the, the lungs have never been the issue. Um, I, I could, wish I had that problem. Right. But, but I couldn't, <laughs> but I couldn't squat correctly. You know, I went through six months of, of rehab trying to figure out how to squat because I just never, again, I played soccer, you know, and ran and mm-hmm. it was all quads and I'm, you know, just getting now over a little hip thing and again, refocusing on how to squat correctly. But, but again, that, that love for Olympic weightlifting is transferred over to the CrossFit. It makes the, the idea is that if you can squat more and you can do it correctly and you can pull more off the ground, and you can push more weight overhead, the other stuff becomes secondary. Right. Um, and I don't know if that's the same path it is for you, if it's just like, I just really love the sport more. Because I feel like you're you're probably barbell club, and they'll do a couple of days of CrossFit. Yeah, I do love CrossFit. I love the atmosphere that it brings, and I love being able to see my friends three days a week, and we get to talk and catch up. Um, I love the challenge that it brings, but I started weightlifting because I wanted to get better at the fun lifts. Yeah, and I wanted to get stronger. And I was like, well, I'll just do this, and I'll just learn the technique and get better at it. And then I realized how technical it was. And then that competitive drive kicked in again. And I was like, let's see how good I can get at it and yep. let's see what I can do. And uh-huh. that's when I learned that it was my true love. Yeah. Well, and I think there's something you said there too, where it's like, I want to see how, 
how good I can I can get you know and again there's not the idea of like I'm gonna be best in the world you know because you would have had to start doing this when you were eight years old you know yeah. and there's few people that can just jump in and be truly amazing at it um, and that's one of the things where it's just personal development because um, again if you're not personally developing yourself whether it's physically or mentally um, you're you're just gonna be stagnant and, and ultimately or metaphorically just die you know if mm -hmm. you're not if you're not pushing yourself um, so outside of the physical things what kind of mental things do you do to kind of push yourself mentally did you just say doo doo on the did mic did you just say doo doo you said doo doo I think we all said that's doo -doo. gonna be the uh, you know how we put the little clip before everything uh -huh. that's gonna be the part it's just gonna be a three second clip where I just say doo doo oh there it is can that be my new text tone yep doo doo there you go <laughs> anyways going back so to so what was uh, the question <laughs> um what what pushes you mentally? You know, uh, I know you and Chris have been going to Crossroads a lot more, and you know we both come from a um, Catholic education background. Um, neither of us were probably practicing Catholics, right? Not for some time. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, is that is that your only mental kind of push, or is there you know is there stuff you read that makes you kind of push yourself a little bit more? Um, I think going back to kind of finding my own faith again that really has been a mental push um it's definitely made me reflect more on my own self and how i can be better not just as an exerciser but also as wait there's more than exercise uh, there, there's more than just exercise oh, i found that podcast out. is canceled yep. that was the premise cancel it um i found i mean just besides exercising I have learned that I can push myself to be a better human in general just to be a better leader for my female athletes and be more positive um, there was one day when we talked about uh, how all high school kids are savages yep. when we were at crossroads and um, realized that I see these savages every day and I do still need to treat them with love and respect that has kind of changed my outlook on treating everybody better. And um, it's just kind of pushed me to be more positive here at work and at home. Um, I don't know. I don't, I no, that's, that's a hundred percent. Because, yeah, it, it's a it's self-actualization and self-realization that, you know, A, you can you can make changes in your life. You know, we're under this pretense so often that it's like, that's just the way I am, you know. That's, there's, you know, there's a lot of self-reflection yeah, in the past year or so. Yeah, and, and there has to be. And there's, you know, for for me, it wasn't until it was put in an ownership role to where it's like, wow, you gotta stop being a, you know, a dick for a lack of a better term, you know, uh, to people because you don't have anything figured out, let alone in your mind you think you have it figured out. You have nothing figured out, um, and the people that you're not treating well all have families, all have lives, all have stories behind them. And again, that's part of the, the premise of why we started doing this mm -hmm. is like to tell those stories that it, there's a, and again, I think I might've said it before. There's a old Mr. Rogers quote. It's actually from a social worker, but Mr. Rogers kept it in his wallet and says, there's, there's no one you can't learn to love once you've heard their story, you know, and that's a hundred percent true. You know, after every single person we've had on here, um, let alone that we already liked him to begin with, or else we probably wouldn't have asked him to be on here. Uh, there's, you just have a deeper understanding once you actually get to know them. And I think that's the whole concept of like, once you start to treat people a different way, uh, you know, for better or for worse, you're gonna see them in a different light. If you treat them better, you're probably gonna see them in a better light. If you treat them worse, you're probably gonna see them in a worse light. Well, and unfortunately, you might not get along with everyone. You know, I mean, that's just a, that's a, a reality, that's a reality that's a situation. Of and you know we do live in America, which is extremely a diverse country, and obviously we're dealing with a lot of different things that are um, you know terrible um, on a day-to-day -day basis. It's unimaginable what some people are dealing with, and I think you know us sitting at this table and a lot of people at the gym are very very fortunate. So I know my speaking to, to Becca's point about reframing and reflecting is just doing a little more volunteer work and stuff like that. You know, feed a feed the homeless for a weekend and, and see what see how bad you think you have it. You know, so there's always ways to reframe and reflect. And I think like your fitness. You know, sometimes like we do the the open every year. That's a year that where people want to like, you know, 
um, tense up a little bit more and, and you know, yeah, I don't, I don't really <laughs> particularly love the open either, but to keep it in perspective, it's like, am I going to the games? No. Yeah. You so know, it doesn't matter necessarily. It doesn't necessarily matter. Yeah. But to me and to people that do it, you know, I, I want to do well. I want to do the best I can. If I don't feel like I've done my best, then of course I'm, I'm going to be a little bit upset, but you try to keep it in perspective. But to make a correlation in the life, like the same way that I want to have a constant evolution of my fitness, I want to have a constant evolution of, you know, my personality and, and, and the people that I hang out with and the things that I know to, you know, sit on, you know, your ivory tower, whatever you want to say in your ivory tower and just be like, I have it all figured out. That's just ultimately the wrong approach. And it's the same way with fitness, with mm-hmm. athletics, with relationships. I mean, you know, um, you know. Uh, Becca actually introduced me to my wife. So, you know, recently married and you're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, but obviously starting down this long road of marriage, it's going to, you know, Jared's engaged and obviously Becca's married. It's a constant evolution, you know, like it's going to change if you get, have kids, so on and so forth. But anyway, um, the one thing I definitely want uh, Becca to speak to as well is, you know, this, this kind of transition with the fitness, just a little, maybe a little bit more, of uh, Hey, I, you know, when I was listening to you go over it, it's like, Hey, my goals have changed. Um, and now I'm competitive and, and barbell club. And, and it's kind of sounded like I know CrossFit is necessary for my fitness and I like it. There's this community piece. And I feel like that's the through line, which makes all the CrossFit gyms awesome is generally they have a, a community that just kicks ass. Um, so maybe speak to, um, whenever you decide it, Hey, I want to do barbell and take a maybe a little let do a little less CrossFit, and how um, how your strengths have even become stronger in in your barbell and probably even in CrossFit. Hold on to that thought. Yeah, I'm gonna take a quick break and sure. then we'll come back and we'll answer that question. Oh, oh, suspense. It's killing me. CrossFit is demanding both physically and mentally. Setting goals are the foundation to push your athletic ability, and the hour we have together a day may not always be in line with those personal milestones you've set for yourself. Triumph Performance is based around just that, your goals. Together, in a one-on-one setting with your coach, we will set manageable and timely goals. Your program, unique to your needs, will accelerate the path to your target. Most have an idea of where they may want to go, but together with your Triumph Performance coach, we will assess your fitness level, develop a custom fitness plan, and keep you on track to successfully complete your goal. For more information, please contact a coach or email info at triumphstrength.net. And we're back. Uh, you're listening to the Everyday Athlete Podcast, and today we have uh, Becca Limo, my little sister and uh, wife of Coach Chris. And all around BA. It's funny. Is that a bachelor's associate? Yes. No, no. Bachelor's associate. It's all the degrees. <laughs> Bachelor it's all of the arts uh, and associates. Before we uh, before we left, Mark Mark kind of posed a quick question, uh, and I think what it really what he was kind of getting at is is if you stop doing you should, so if you're not doing CrossFit five days a week, six days a week, you know, and you're supplementing this weightlifting in. Has, have you seen a decrease in performance, increase in performance? What has that done for your fitness? Yeah. Um, I think it's actually improved my fitness for the most part. My cardio has, my cardio was never very good, but it has gone down just a little bit just because I do a little bit less of the running and the rowing, but it's never been my favorite. So I've never really focused on it, but I would say that my overall strengths have improved and it's also mentally improved my men- my mental game as well, just kind of pushing and grinding and wanting to do well in all of the CrossFit workouts. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I've played a lot of video games uh, growing up, especially like your, you know, any of your NBA jams and all that kind of stuff. I just remember like you'd have like your player and then you had all like little stats. It's like power, speed, agility, stamina, and like you... You know, you tried to inch your guy up a little bit each time, and like you'd have somebody who was like real skinny, so they were fast, but they weren't very strong. You have like the big guy, and he was, you know, the strong guy, but he couldn't run very fast, whatever it was. And I think like with, I was, that's how I visualize like what we're trying to do with CrossFit is trying to get those little sliders up, up, up as much as possible. And you talk about something like weightlifting, like knowing going into it 
that you're going to have to sacrifice something to gain somewhere else. That was the hardest part. Yeah. But that's, knowing that I would have to sacrifice two days of CrossFit. Sure. To really focus on weightlifting. Sure. But, it, but it turns out, like, if you get stronger. I mean, I, become, I've helps. gotten stronger. And, yeah. I mean, I've always been an explosive athlete. So those short burst workouts have always been my jam. But it's just the long workouts that are constantly a grind. Yeah. And they're not my favorite. And it's not like you aren't improving when you do them. Oh, no. You know? I'm always getting better. I don't better. do barbell club and they're still a grind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's um, just one of those things that, like, it, you, you have to be willing to sacrifice. And, and knowing that there's going to be sacrifices, and this is just not even strictly speaking towards exercise, but um, in this instance when you talk about, hey, I'm, I'm going to work on getting stronger. I might not be able to run as fast, I'm okay you know, with that. <laughs> right? But but for a lot of people, it's like this: they're they're not willing to to let go of these twenty minute you know AMRAPs and stuff mm-hmm. like that, where it's like I'm gonna crush these every time. But then you you put a, a heavy squat in, and it's like oh, can't do it. You know? I believe it was Socrates that said, "Know thyself." Um, I could be wrong. <laughs> Might have been Homer. I don't know. Um, but anyway, I think that's it's it's super important though, right? I mean, to to kind of know accept that to be able to accept like hey look you know i'm gonna do a barbell club my conditioning might suffer a little bit but guess what that's not really what i like to do necessarily um and i'm still gonna be pretty damn fit yeah um even by not like burying myself constantly right and you know and, and, and like i said you still supplement some of that stuff in and again it, it all goes back to kind of why you're training if and if um you're training to uh are you, are you looking to do the American Open? Is that what you're... Um, series. It's a right? lifetime goal. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. It's not to run a marathon. So no. that would be... Well, this those is would be, the, You know, if your goal was to run a marathon, you're doing barbell club, it'd be like, hey, Becca, um, <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here? Right. But but the uh, there's a... I remember Will Revis. Mm-hmm. Um, this is... Uh, I, it's just has always stuck with me. And it, and it comes from... OP, he went to an OPT camp, which is... It's OPEX now, right? Yeah. 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 Um, so he went to an OPT um, kind of weekend getaway type thing and uh, as much about learning about yourself as it was about fitness. And, you know, he came back with this kind of different change of mind because he was he's my height, but he was probably 220 and not like 220, like uh, kind of like 220. Uh, he was probably yeah, 230. 230. Uh, he's he's pretty big, jacked. He's, he's a big dude, for, yeah. especially for CrossFitters in 2012 yeah, exactly. or whatever. Very strong, you know, but he's going to struggle with certain things, you know, on, you know, come to pull-ups and things like I remember he was at the first year we went to regionals and it was like, it was a hundred, hundred chest bars, a hundred kettlebell swings, a hundred overhead squats, a hundred double unders. Um, and he was struggling with the chest bars. And then I think he did, um, like 90 kettlebell swings you know it's just like i'll just you do that part i'll do this you know that kind of thing um but his point was he came back and was kind of clear had a clear head and it was like the big thing that he took away from that was you have to train to your essence meaning and mark i think you've kind of gone through this uh personally and i think we all have but you had one where it was like i'm gonna work on getting stuff overhead it's something you struggle with with shoulder mobility but I'm never going to be a strong overhead squatter. Yeah. You know, and it, but it's, but it's training to that essence. Like you physically, like you could probably work on your running and work on your, your metabolic capacity, but you're never going to be. In I'm the never same... going to be a great runner. Right. So, but yeah, exactly. So you train your essence, you still work on weaknesses. I, almost... I actually look forward to those weakness days now more than I used to because they're far and few now so yeah. i'm like oh wow this is something that i can actually focus on 100%. again the, the day you can almost you know correlate it to if you were to go to college and they were like you need to pick five majors you know what i mean yeah. it's it's you know high school you're taking all these different classes and it's like all right well i'm good at math or i'm you know i'm, I'm kind of good at a, a foreign language or whatever you know whenever you get to college you actually get to narrow that down yeah you have to take your gen eds and all that stuff but you get to focus on what you yeah. want to do. So uh, you have to keep it realistic. I mean, yeah. there's a double major. There's no triple, quadruple major you know, yeah. out there where you can really focus on gymnastics, weightlifting, you know, all these things. And that's what's so amazing about CrossFit is 
you know, as this evolution begins, you know, all right, you know, maybe in the beginning they had a very good cardiovascular base and now they can all lift weights really good. And you're seeing this gymnastics layer on top and then all these odd objects and, and they're constantly kind of layering the cake, if you will, full of all these tricks. Will, will, any, will any person from the CrossFit Games be able to qualify for the Olympics for gymnastics? Definitely not. You know, in my opinion, definitely not. Um, you've seen Tia Tara uh, Clumi, Tumi, Tumi, yeah, Tumi. It's changed now. She had a surprise wedding. Oh, okay. Well, hey, surprise wedding. Tia, we'll just say Tia. Yeah. She wore crop She top went to the Olympics dress. for for weightlifting, which yeah. I think is very, you know. Two weeks after the games. Yeah, crazy athlete. Yeah, crazy. At, in, in the same breath, you know, and you can go on like, will anyone make it for sprinting? No. Swimming? No. But they have all this in their repertoire, so it's kind of that jack of all trades and and you know kind of correlate not just to, to your own journey like like you're saying if if becca's training for the american open then 100 percent she should be in barbell club lifting weights supplement some fitness with crossfit everyone has a different kind of recipe you know mm -hmm. and it's just i think ultimately it's finding that recipe for me like jared said i know that i'm never gonna be able to over squat a overhead squat a house you know it's it's you know wrist and shoulders and there's some things there and ultimately becomes a diminishing return. Like if I'm going to spend three hours a day on mobility and not my fitness, then, you know, what am I really doing? Right. Um, so then it's picking your poison. Mine's mm -hmm. the same thing with, with deadlifts, you know, it's like, uh, I, do I need to deadlift heavy in order to be fit? No, there's other ways to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, that's, that's one of the things is you grow more and you realize that like, I don't have to do, um, just in the last class I just taught this morning, you know, um, we're, we're doing a heavy day with Max and Alan Snatch and she's got a shoulder injury. So we didn't do any barbell stuff. We gave her a, a different, a completely different workout, you know, basically more like a Metcon for the day while everyone else is lifting heavy. The point is, is she still can be very fit and not mm -hmm. have to go overhead, you know? Um, and that's what we're here for, you know, to help people realize that, but also to facilitate and keep people safe. Yeah. That's probably one of the biggest things. And that's what Becca does daily as well. I fix people. Yeah. yeah. Fix their injuries. Yeah. Are you more, you're more in the post injury side of things, right? Unfortunately. Um, no, athletic trainers are injury prevention. So if we see something, we try to fix it before that injury happens. We're immediate care. We're post-op care. We're post-injury care. I pretty much do it all. Um, we do a lot of strength and conditioning preseason to make sure that they are strong enough. We do a lot of ACL prevention during the summer and, which includes a lot of plyometrics, a lot of glute, hamstring, quad strengthening, a lot of jumps, just to make sure that they are landing correctly and we can train those muscles to land correctly. Um, I'm also like the team psychologist, the team <laughs> psychotherapist. Yeah, um, I would imagine a lot coach. of the girls look up to you too, so you're, you're probably like a team leader. Mm-hmm, I am. Like, Becca, how do I get as strong as you? I Yes, <laughs> I've been asked that. Sometimes more. I get... Uh, <laughs> texts late at night like hey will you make me a workout that'll get me a good butt and <laughs> those texts get ignored <laughs> oh, but yeah i they have mistaken but, but, but me seriously can you but can you yeah. <laughs> or those weird pictures of their feet late at night does this look weird <laughs> I'm like, no <laughs> oh good that's my mom's <laughs> like, what? What are you no there's also uh, they will call me mom by mistake sometimes oh, because they, we do see each other more than they unfortunately don't see their families enough during their sports seasons. So yeah. I am mom. I'm team mom. Are you, um, what do you feel about multi-sport athletes? I love it. More it's, so than a single sport. When you're a single sport, you're going in the same direction for three seasons out of the year and you're more prone to injury because you're not training the other muscles. You're not training your body to go different ways. If you are multifaceted, you're going to prevent so many more injuries. Do I mean we get we give awards for being a three sport athlete huh. because it's something to strive for. I mean yeah. you focus on one sport and you're not going to get good at it again. Yeah. Would there um, this is just more of a personal like, curiosity? Um, what if you thought like do you think if someone came to like a just did whiteboard classes but were a single sport athlete would that be enough to prevent a lot of those? Because again this is unfortunately CrossFit has this this like this scarlet letter of like, you're going to get hurt, right. you know? Uh, and we know that's not true if you're doing things correctly. And unfortunately people just take this hour and cram it as much as possible and then 
don't realize that there's recovery involved. Well, and generally too, whenever people are getting hurt, they have a pre-existing condition. You know, yeah. like, I mean, that could be a example. Hey, a torn ACL getting in. A, you know, hey, you felt that you know before doing the soccer, and then it then it really went. But and and myself, the reason I deal with a lot of shoulder and, and stuff like that was baseball and football. Yeah. It's a lot. All goes back to high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I have a pre-existing condition of not being able to jump high enough. So when I landed mm. shin first on a box, that's, that's a, that. is that a pre-existing that's condition? A, it's called too white. <laughs> too white. <laughs> it's, it's called Casper syndrome. Yeah. Uh, no, that's, a, but I guess my, my question is there, there's no, there's not going to be any evidence because you get enough crap about doing CrossFit in general, but I'm saying like just from a personal experience, do you think that doing something like that like coming to a whiteboard class and only being a one sport athlete. I think it's a great addition. Yeah. I think it would definitely help. Cause you couldn't be a three sport for- athlete and then come to five day a week. You'd be crushed. Right. Yeah. I think, I mean, there's enough variance in whiteboard classes that it would allow those kids that any athlete to train different things and go different directions than just, I mean, you see so many baseball injuries because they throw so many times a day and they throw all mm-hmm. year long and they go in one direction. I think doing CrossFit would definitely be a great addition to yeah. a single sport athlete. Is for there, sure. Is there, uh, is there evidence, um, of showing like, cause again, you, you, when I, again, just when I was in high school, which again, I'm gonna get back to back in my day, you know, put some tussing on it. You'll be fine. Uh, do, is there evidence now showing that like having a full-time athletic trainer on staff helps prevent a lot of those injuries i'm sure there is evidence yeah. i'm 100 percent sure that there is i just yeah haven't read of it recently because yeah. usually you're not usually keeping track you don't know that there's something didn't happen unless it actually happens yeah. but you could probably say that there's there's x amount of acl tears back in the day and then there's i think there are, are a lot more recorded injuries now sure because yeah it's, with it's probably skewed somebody data. being there on site 20 i mean every day of the week six days a week really and not to mention the probably on the amazing amount of unrecorded concussions and things like that that mm-hmm. they are now trying on. to beat the system because in ohio it's a law now to report concussions and it's a law to go to the doctor to get cleared for a concussion so it's not only just an health a health issue it's now an ohio state law Wow. It's fun. It's fun stuff to go through. And, wow. and to put it, put things in maybe a little bit of perspective, you're someone that's around multiple sports six days a week, just like you said. Um, again, Jared just said, hey, one of the stigmas of, of CrossFit is you're going to get hurt. And I think we've all looked at the, the data in, in, in comparison, but maybe just shedding light on for some people that, you know, put it in perspective. How, you know, and you don't have to give an exact number, but how, how much more likely are you to get hurt playing a sport than working out? It's the equal amount. It's really the equal yeah. amount. Yeah. Honestly. I've, 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 as far as serious injury, I can't tell you how many times I've rolled ankles, taped up, and went back mm-hmm. in, you know, because you're this, it's the competitive spirit. But I mean, as far as serious injuries go, I would, I, I personally can tell you that over the seven years, I've probably had, I don't know three serious injuries and, and again mainly pre-existing conditions all in my hip you know I've only had one yeah and, and well, two. versus versus i can't even play recreational soccer uh mm-hmm. i played tried to play again and the first game uh took a free kick to the side of my head and blew my right eardrum out and then took my big toenail off took four weeks off came back and pulled a groin you know, so, so yeah, I would, I would imagine, <laughs> you know, especially when, when you look at like hours in a gym and hours on the playing field, I would, I would skew the numbers way more likely to get injured on a, doing mm-hmm. an athletic en- endeavor than, than actually hurt yeah. lifting weights. And then generally the reason you got hurt lifting weights was because you were probably doing the athletic endeavor yeah. incorrectly or mm-hmm. too repetitively on one side or whatever the case may and, be. And part, and you know, and there's definitely something to be said about we get, adults who were once very competitive athletes have taken a substantial amount of time off and then come back in like they were yeah those athletes sitting at a desk your weekend warrior that's that's a that is a uh, and again that's that mental game we try and we try and push into people early on like you're gonna want to hit the gas pedal Mm. you're gonna have to back off it's it's definitely unfortunate that crossfit does have that stigma of you're going to get hurt and when you do get hurt somebody always chastises you for it but 
just well, the reality, they, they, I mean, but these people are trying to stay active and they're trying yeah. to exercise. So why are you giving them grief for exercising as adults versus a high school kid who's trying to well, unfortunately, get a college scholarship Unfortunately, in exercising? I mean, we're yeah. all exercising if you think about it. And their bodies it. still aren't even developed. With, yeah. <laughs> with our, our little brother's most recent, recent injury. Well, it's just expected. Yeah. Unfortunately. Oh, he's in high school. Oh, it happened. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. It's never lacrosse is bad for you. No. Yeah. You know, or you're going to get hurt. Right. Exactly. I so, think uh, we'd be, be remiss before we end this podcast not to get a little insight into the childhood of the Bastons and growing up. Oh, God. Maybe oh, um, no. just, you know, a fun fact. We might have to take uh, another break. Fun fact. <laughs> it's been a two hour podcast. Um, Jarrett. And, you know, you can shed some light into Mr. Mr. Lemel as well if you want. But. I'll let you. I'll throw, just throw the ball in your court and do what you want. Oh, what do you want? Maybe just a fun <laughs> fact about um, growing up with Jared. Oh well, Marty already ruined my secret nickname for Jared, which was JB Jelly. Yeah, mm, JB Jelly. JB Jelly. It's come out twice now. Yeah, wow. we can start. I'll change my uh, Wattify, um profile to that. I'll change my name and profile. <laughs> be good, JB um, Jelly. Jared was supposed to play soccer as a senior and when he was going to conditioning early in the morning he just slept in his car and then <laughs> lied to mom all summer long about it <laughs> how do you remember that yeah you lied to mom about going to conditioning when you were bringing other kids uh, to it and you just slept while they ran yeah, terry uh, if you're listening i think you know what to do you mom's to do gonna now. listen to this yeah <laughs> there's there's a couple of things i'm not super proud of from high school uh i i'm i'll we don't have to get into all those Jared. yeah right? no let's, let's and, Unfortunately, uh, Jarrett was too cool for me during his high school years, so we didn't really talk a whole lot. So oh, I don't really. What you guys are about? How how? What's the age difference? It's weird. All of our all four of us are are spread out almost equally in years. At least as far as like grades, like we were all equally amount different part of like. And when I was a senior, you were. Hey, what would that make you? I was a, an eighth grader. Eighth grade, and then Taylor. Yeah. So like basically, we were Taylor all even fourth grade. evenly spaced out. Uh, I always tell. Our parent, I was the guinea pig. You know, our parents were very young when they had me. Mom was what, twenty-one, something like that. So they they were married very young, and had me almost right away. Yeah, uh, Craig. Yeah, I was <laughs> wasting no I was, time. I was giving crap. I was like, this is like the day after. Or, <laughs> uh, so they mom had, used to dress Jared up like a girl. Oh yeah, yes. yes there are some photos. I'm in a uh, uh, a powder blue i'll find the picture oh, i'm in a powder blue really a powder so blue we... tux i believe with like powder blue shoes yes uh it's pretty and solid yes the fun overalls yeah lots of overalls a lot of overalls going. yeah remember crisscross with the overalls and the like the one-off like you would yeah bowl cut yeah i had, mm. had a bowl cut that's probably why i'm bald it's god's way of punishing me for oh, whatever wow bowl cut. the bowl cut and the mole was just the cutest i had a mole right here they thought it was cancer so we really? took that out you know that was fun watching you get that removed um what was it cancer no oh no they literally they numbed it and then i'm awake as a child and mm -hmm. uh they sliced me open and popped it up another fun fact uh oh yeah remember that one time when you passed out in the bathroom after drawing blood at the doctor's no they gave office? me it was a hep c booster i was like 11 <laughs> and uh, i don't do well with needles at all uh i told lauren if if uh if and when we have children i'll gee, just bring the baby home <laughs> <laughs> i'll be at home he said yes. i'm gonna go to the bathroom and then like 20 minutes I woke later up, we're like where is he <laughs> i woke up stuck between the wall and the toilet yes and uh what are some other fun ones so oh when mom rolled the window up on you in the car on the highway mom rolled mom rolled the window up on my head were you uh, trying to jump out i don't know i, I guess think like we a saw dad on the highway and we were trying to wave to him yeah. i think and she just rolled the window up mm. there was choked him there was one time i remember i deserved it these traumatizing things you remember uh oh, we were good. in eden park serious. there's a what, what was it? not mere lake there's one Oh, on well, the lookout at the lookout. Yeah, like we were Mount Lookout up that way for your wedding pictures. Yeah. Anyways, there's a small pond there, and it's probably this. it's probably knee deep for us. Mm -hmm. Like as adults, it's probably maybe knee deep, and it was iced over because we always went to Crone Conservatory during yeah. Christmas. Yeah. And my mom, mom brought me over this little park, and I walked down the ice, and I fell through. <laughs> uh -oh. And I was a small child, so it was like 
neck deep mm. and I freaked out and obviously you know if you're looking at it from outside of a, of a probably three year old's perspective my mom probably just reached in and was like oh here you go pull me out <laughs> but it was so traumatic I, I, I remember this today and then it was freezing out so I had to like get naked and like bundle up in a coat in the back seat mm-hmm. it was awful Clearly, clearly it didn't affect me at all Jared <laughs> damn it Jared uh, what, what were we talking about earlier with the mall Molly, Molly, Molly. Yeah, I don't remember. Bowl cuts. Bowl cuts. Being bald now. We covered it pretty good. We covered it pretty good. I, I will say. I'm happy about that, Becca. Thank you. I'd like to oh. formally apologize to my mother um, for the last exam I ever took in high school. Oh, God. you. And she's I went still in, upset about that. And I went in and put, I think, all B's down and was done in about 15 seconds. I had technically already passed. Because mm-hmm. uh, you needed what? Like a 15? I got a 30%. And... Uh, <laughs> And at our commencement as seniors, they have a breakfast for you where your parents come, they give you your final report card, and it has all your final exam grades on it. Mm-hmm. She cried. Oh, I'll, never, I'll never forget that one. Mm. That's pretty painful. I want you to remember that every yeah. day. Yep. So In grade it's school, it's always whenever they did roll call on the first day, like, oh, you're Jared's little sister. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Also, I was going to get to, yeah, no, mom and dad are, uh, I was the guinea pig. Um, Becca was always very, very, very smart in school, so they got it right as far as like schooling. Like I, I was a terrible student. Like I, I'm really bad at sitting down and learning things. I'm also a perfectionist. Yeah, but I, I am I've too to an extent. That. Is the problem? Uh, I just it just never came through in like schoolwork. I always felt the pressure to try to be the best. So she that always hasn't get messed me up at all. This awesome grades. Now. Uh, Taylor, they start to slack off a little bit. She also she does very well in school, but they start. She had to find something that she loved yeah. to do well. And then uh, Parker is one of the most creative, funniest, just genuine people I've ever met. But just he's the youngest, and they're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> "Sorry, buddy, if you're listening, uh, you got we love you. Yeah, we we do love you quite a bit. But he has given his he is self named the golden child. Yeah. So self-proclaimed, self-proclaimed the golden child. So he's yeah. like it's golden because it was also an accident. <laughs> <laughs> hey, me too, Parker. <laughs> <laughs> You're all accidents, fine. Uh, but yeah, that, that was there's a, there's a lot, obviously, a lot more history there. We have a wonderful family, and our extended family's um, pretty amazing. We just lost an uncle recently, and you know it was pretty amazing to see our family kind of rally around um, those in need. And I think any family is going to do that. It's just you don't see it that often from your own family. You see a lot of the stories that come out from, you know, people rallying around those and, you know, when people are hurting and things like that. But we've been very fortunate in our family um, with not having a lot of tragedy. And when it does happen, it was it was pretty comforting to see those people kind of come around sharing. Well, I think, you know, when you get on a deeper, more practical, you know, level for just people that are listening and and you know if you're thinking about going to a gym and you know crossfit is a family man and that's that's one of the things we 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 battle with daily is like all right how do we connect with our people more you know where again i'm a guy i've got ten thousand ideas a day and uh jared kind of reins me in a little bit but the through line for me and recently even more so has just been like man i just want there's just so many amazing people inside these four walls and I want to, I want everyone to just meet and, and get to know each other, you know, and that's ultimately why we're sitting here talking to Becca today. So you guys can get to know her a little bit more. And, um, so yeah, if you, if you made it this far and you want to be on the podcast, like obviously it's, it's pretty simple. Just let us know. And we want to, you know, ultimately have a have a family outlet because you know for me i'm not from here so i don't have a lot of direct family so the gym if you're here you're my family you know and the coaches obviously the coaches wives um we're all we're all family we want to do life together and everyone's a little dysfunctional you know when when it comes to family (laughs) not you you're a perfectionist perfectionist um sorry about jared anyway (laughs) um but yeah i mean just on a real real note you know um before obviously we close it out um, that's that's what CrossFit is. I think you know it's it can mean a lot of different have a lot of different definitions, a lot of different people, and um, but yeah, it's definitely family. I'm reading a book right now. I I learned to read last week, so Left I started right, reading top to bottom. And um, 
one of the big things that I'm reading about is vulnerability. Mm. And the big connection that came was being vulnerable here at the gym and um, opening yourself up to stuff that challenges you as well as opening yourself up to other people here and just really reaching out to other people and learning about their stories and just just saying hey and talking yeah. to them I mean, and asking how know. their day is and that's the easiest way to get to know somebody here and yeah, um, absolutely it's and you fun. might you might catch them on a bad day but you just keep saying hello and eventually yeah. they'll probably give in and say hello back yeah eventually and even on a on a bigger scale just sometimes in in life like you know, believe it or not, you, grocery store, yep. whatever. You never know whenever you, you your little act of kindness or something like that could, you know, take someone to a, a better place mentally. So absolutely. Um, so I have two two big questions back. Uh, All right. to, so this may be a little bit deep for the first one, but uh, I was just always curious as far as what uh, what are the challenges that come with being my sister here and the you know, obviously a spouse of trainer here. Is there a 24, lot of, seven, 24 seven, is there, is, yeah. Is there a lot of pressure involved with that? Is it, you know, that is a multifaceted question. It's all right. Um, it's challenging to be the sister of somebody so fit because you feel like you have to live up to a certain expectation because you are related and, if Jared is so good at weightlifting and CrossFit, then you should be too. Um, being the wife of a CrossFit coach is also challenging because at first, when we first started dating, I was um, self-conscious about myself and thought that every single girl in the gym was better than me and that Chris would automatically leave me. But then he threatened to actually leave me if I kept on repeating it. So <laughs> <laughs> I stopped thinking that. Did not see that coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, backfired it's also it's very interesting to see the aspect it's sometimes there are some weeks where I request to not hear about CrossFit at home I I understand it's so hard to not do because that is my brother's livelihood and it's my family's livelihood and I want to see it succeed and it's hard to draw that line where you want to stick up for your husband but then you want to stick up for your brother and hearing some of the stuff, it's it's hard to um, see both sides of it. And it's hard to understand where everyone's coming from sometimes. And I think the challenge is just to keep a level head about it and know that everything is in um, a positive idea for the business and for our futures well, and for our lives. It's a positive direction for for all of us. You know, that's that's the one thing that, that Mark and I pride ourselves on, I guess, is, is we're always trying to push the line forward mm-hmm. in a, in the best, we fail, have failed <laughs> millions of times, uh, owning this business, uh, small and big and, you know, but it's always with the intention that we're trying to push the line forward for all of us because, um, you know, none of us want to be in our seventies working as hard as we do now. The idea is to we'll try and work hard now mm-hmm. and hopefully reap the benefits later. Um, and then teach people how to not work as hard yeah. and right. do the right things. Help a lot of people in the process. It's definitely fun. It's fun to be a part of. It's something that I've always wanted to get more involved in. Is yeah. just to keep it all in the family. Um, but yeah. Awesome. Thank you for answering that. Yeah. Um, and the last question is just a general one. We, we like to see people's perspective. And uh, that is, what is your definition of fitness? Okay. Um, my definition of fitness would have to be being physically and mentally healthy enough to face the challenges of each day and accomplishing them knowing that you did your best. For me personally, it's definitely a physical thing daily. I sling around 10 gallon coolers all day at work. Um, I do fitness as a living. I teach these girls how to exercise correctly and make sure that it's all good. And then mentally it's pushing myself through each day and pushing myself to get better as far as, um, learning more about the body and learning more about rehab processes and making sure that I don't get burnout during the busy seasons. Awesome. Yes. Always. uh, I like hearing that from the clinical side of things too, you know, because a lot of people have a, a, very, I don't want to say touchy feely kind of, uh, just 
roundabout thing of fitness or idea of fitness, but you know, when you talk about combining that with a more clinical side of things, yeah. it's, it's always interesting to hear. Um, thank you for, for coming on today. My pleasure. Thank Good you. to finally have you here. Uh, thank you all for listening to Everyday Athlete. Join us next week as we dive deep into the lives of the people who make us great. Thanks, Becca. Peace out, y'all.